Hey girl. Hey mama. Ready to get unschooled? Totally. Welcome to Moms Unschooled. Where we break down all the things from the mundane to the magnificent. So you can think for yourself and do what's right for you. Hey Erin. Hey Sarah. Last time you talked to me about getting kids to listen. And one of the things you mentioned was... It's really not just about them changing their actions so they do whatever we say at any time of day. What are some other things when we think about getting kids to listen? You said a lot of it is our responsibility. So how do we train ourselves to listen to our kids? Right. If we want them listening to us, we have to be ready, willing, and available to listen to them. And that's hard too, right? We're busy. We're Mm -hmm. multitasking. They generally want to get into these deep conversations or stories in really inopportune times. (laughs) And I think, boom, we have our next episode there. I think we have to learn to listen to them. You know, greedy communicators just take, 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 take. And that's sometimes how I feel as a mother. I'm pushing all the info at you. And I'm really not taking a moment to get feedback from you. If I'm pushing it at you, I need to be ready to receive information Mm -hmm. from my children as well. And it's hard to do. Mm -hmm. So we need to listen and gather information, the information our children are trying to give us. But how do we do that? Communication is going to build stronger relationships in the family. We hear all the time, communication works both ways. And this is just one more example to reiterate that. You can't expect your kids to show you behaviors that you're not modeling yourself. Absolutely. So you can't expect them to stop what they are doing and listen to every single thing you're saying intently if you don't do that for them. Exactly. So the first thing we have to do is listen. Listen first. Listen well. Listen before we start reacting. Mm -hmm. Maybe that takes a little bit of extra effort for us. I know it takes some extra effort from me. If somebody really needs to let it all out, needs me to listen to their words for a minute, I have to stop cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. I have to stop running the sweeper. Maybe I even have to stop knowing full well I'm going to be even that much later getting out the door to hear their words because like we said last time, what they're doing in that moment is of the utmost importance to them. Mm-hmm. So I have to show them that it's important to me too. So with that, we're listening first, but I think we need to always listen. And it's so hard to do because we are such multitaskers as strong women of the 20th century. And we we can do it all. We do do it all. And we do it with smiles on our faces. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could just push all of that out for a second reel the family in and have true, strong conversations with our kids when they need it the most? Yeah, because one thing I think we forget, and I try to be extremely conscious of this, when you mention that what they are telling us is of the utmost important to them, even if it's literally, like in my house, some new revelation about how a certain Pokemon evolves. Right. I've Gosh, I read this article so long ago, but it's always stuck with me. You want to make a big deal about that's important for you to hear because you don't want to shut them down from telling you the big major stuff. Wow. Later. Yes. Because 
think about it. If they keep coming to you with stuff that in their mind is important to them and you're dismissive of it or you're running between the laundry room and the whatever, like half listening, they, I think they, they pick up on that, right? Why would they come to you in a couple years when something of more adult significance or whatever happened to them? You're setting up a pattern of not truly listening or validating them in the past. So it's going to be a really hard pattern to break when you want them to come and tell you serious things like, hey, I'm at a party. I know I'm not supposed to be here, but my friend is super drunk and I have no way to get home. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You want... Or I've got it narrowed down to these two universities. Can we talk this out? Yeah. We want to have those conversations with them. So the habits we are forming in conversations with our kids now are going to avalanche and exponentially shift our dynamic in conversations when they're 15, 17, 18. And the thing about being kind of physically present that I mentioned, my husband, he's, he's not even doing it to me on purpose, but I have noticed like if I'm trying to talk to my husband about something and he's going between rooms innocently like he's just trying to like put his laundry away or something while I'm whatever if he's like backing out of the room I'm like what are you doing like wait a minute yeah so that's basically what we're doing to our kids all the time and I am I will tell you I I do that all the time I'm listening as I'm walking out the door yeah even if it's just around the corner to you know put the yeah. cleaning supplies away, I'm listening, and we don't like that, and it's not fair to them. Right. So if we're creating those habits, those positive habits of listening and the communication lines being open at this age, mm-hmm. we are showing them that they can trust us later on with the bigger stuff yes. and that they are our priority. And listening doesn't always have to mean responding with like the exact proper answer listening can be literally just validating their what they're saying for example my son came in one time and said so and so said they don't want to play with me or whatever it is oh I'm sorry that happened that sounds really frustrating I don't have to give him a solution if he then wants to continue to talk about it of course we can talk through other thoughts he has about it or whatever but just, I think it's more powerful to validate like, oh yeah, that's a bummer. I can see that. Or sometimes I will say, oh yeah, I had a neighbor friend. That happened when I was growing up too. You know, sometimes she just said she didn't want to play with me. And a lot of the time he'll stop and be like, oh. And I'll say, but we were still friends. And he was like, okay. And then he just like goes right. off. Because he recognizes that you heard him. Yes. And I think sometimes they just want to be heard yes. versus managed. So, and I think that's true for, that's what, you know, we use the term, oh, we just want to like vent to a friend type thing. It's because we just want to feel heard by a non-judgmental party. We're not looking for someone to tell us specifically how to change it necessarily, unless we ask them. So I think just validating, if your kids, if your kid is coming to you to say something, it's probably more important to them than we think. Yes. But I don't know. Like I said, that I still have, I don't know how important a new Pokemon evolution reveal is. But but I do very much support that view that you want to show interest in the little stuff that will later potentially become the big stuff because I don't want... I would rather them be coming to me to tell me those big things than going to who knows who, right, and getting some weird response. But anyway. Absolutely. We, as, our, as the parents, are forming positive habits... So they can communicate with us, even if we're the sounding board or they just need to vent. Those are slowly going to become bigger, 
uh, more complicated problems, but also knowing that we are a safe place and trustworthy of the things they need to say and their emotions that they need to let out. And like you, yes, making sure they feel heard. And I know one of the strategies is even just saying back, repeat, not repeating verbatim what they said to you, but summarizing what they expressed. Oh yeah, I hear that you're upset because you weren't able to play with who you wanted to. Like that might even end the whole conversation. Right. Like they, that's my, that might have been all they needed right there. My kids sometimes they'll come in and be frustrated with a friend outside or so on and so forth, and they know. I mean, I I can get spun up. I'll just I'll get excited like. Oh, come on. That's not what we needed to hear today. Like, we all need good attitudes. Well, maybe you just need to stay inside and you and mama can play. Well, sometimes they want to do that. And sometimes they're like, no, deuces. I'm out the door again. Like, I'll find another positive friend to play with. But if I get kind of not excited about their issues, but just, I mean, it takes a little bit of acting sometimes. But I'm just, I'm so invested. Well, well, let's get this going then. And well, you know, people are having a bad day. Let's go have our own good day. And so you meet their level of enthusiasm. Or maybe I it. even spin it up a little bit more. Okay. And decide if it's something that they really did just want to get off their chest or they needed a completely different distraction like coming inside and playing with mama. Okay. Or sometimes they just like to see me get all revved up. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then it's a distractionary tactic That's anyway. That's true. Because you're showing your level of importance to it. I get it. Right. Right. Even if you're faking it. Whatever. You know. And sometimes. If, yeah. If that's all you got. Yes. Fake it until yes. you make it. Right? You're faking it in good conscience. <laughs> right. Right. We call those fiblets. It's not quite the truth. Is that a midwest thing? No. Oh, it, it's just my family. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's there's lies. And then there's fibs. Fiblets. And then even smaller than a fib, we call them fiblets. Okay. They're not hurting anybody. No, no. <laughs> in all in good conscience. Okay. Anyway, so another thing we can do is create a safe place or a time for listening. Time for that conversation. Example, at our house around the dinner table, everybody goes around the circle and they get excited to do this when it's their turn, is to talk about their day. And sometimes it's, what was what was your favorite part of the day? We say that a lot at bedtime. Or do you want to tell me one last thing before it's bedtime? You know, is there anything you need to get off your chest? Do you want to tell me something exciting? Is there a question about tomorrow? If this is the last thing. What needs to be said? But at the dinner table, we do... Um, Rosebud, rose, and thorn. Have you all heard of that one? A rosebud. Something that we would like to work on on ourselves or something that needed improving or something that I'm currently working on. A rose is something awesome that happened today. And then a thorn is something that's not so great, but I need to get it off my chest or it's something that I want to improve on on myself. And so those just are kind of open conversations we like to start so they can literally go anywhere and it's crazy the places (laughs) sometimes they go in the conversations I've also noticed Sarah a great time to get your kids to talk to you is in the car oh yeah everybody's strapped in yes there's no yes there's no escape yes and you don't have to look at each other Mom's driving in the front. The kids are in the back. They can look out the window and just kind of say Mm -hmm. whatever needs to be said. And we're not giving them necessarily a good or bad reaction. Okay. 
They're not looking to see, oh, is she mad that I just told her that? It's it's all, it's almost kind of a safe space. That's true. Well, so I, I, I agree with that. Sometimes, though, I can't always have someone talking to me while I'm driving. It's sure. like, because, oh, my God. Especially, now, I understand, like, school and back. I know the route. Nothing's super in distracting, things like that. But... Also, being in a foreign country, trying to drive somewhere you've never been before, trying to listen to the GPS in who can't pronounce German properly, I can't, the, the car is not always a good place for me. So I do have a question for you about that. What if they do bring up something to you? And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be of high importance. I, I'll use the Pokemon example again. It's meaningful to them, right? They're really excited to tell you about how Squirtle turns into whoever it turns into. I think there's like nine iterations. Or I yes. could, or maybe that's Eevee. Whatever. I, sh- I should know this, I think it's but Eevee. I can't tell you. There's nine Eevees. Mm-hmm. I do know that. I <laughs> <laughs> So there's nine Eevees and, you know, I'm just envisioning this scenario. Like I said, it's raining. I can only turn one way, and now it's a merge. I've never been down this road. I'm in a foreign country, blah, 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 blah. In that moment, how do you validate? I usually try to say, okay, bud, we can definitely talk about that. I can't talk about it right now because I I have to focus on driving. Mm -hmm. But what happens is I'll probably forget about it later, and he never brings it back up. So I don't know if I completely squashed that. I don't know how... Is it really that important to him? Like, well, if it's that important to him, I miss, will he bring it back up? Or do I have to then, two hours later, and sometimes I'll do this, like, or I'll, whenever we get to, okay, so what were you saying about Squirtle or Evie? Oh, I don't know. Sure. It's important to them in that moment. And there yeah. are sometimes when we simply can't talk. And I, I pictured myself in the same position that you were describing. Yeah. I've been to the point where I'm like, you guys... Mama's driving. I don't feel very comfortable driving through this really hard rain. There's traffic and construction. And let me get back to you on that. And invariably, I will never remember by the time I get home to bring that question back up to them. And you're right. They don't bring it back up to me. So maybe I need to work on that. But one thing I do like to do, and I have three in the back. uh, One thing I love to do is have them tell me a story. And my kids have gotten to the point now where they like to tell chapters but then in a story. But then are you just fake listening? Or do you mean like a real, they're reading a book? Kind of. No, they're they're telling they're, me a story oh out God. loud and making it up. And you're just like, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Fake it till you make it. Okay. I might be fake listening. But they also, my kids have two more in the back that are listening as well. Yes, and excited so. for their next turn to talk. Okay. So it is kind of a distraction mm-hmm. for them, for me. And everybody gets to talk about what they want to talk about. If, if we were talking about Squirtle evolutions. I'd rather fake listen to a cool story than. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I can fake that. <laughs> because you're telling me a story and I don't have to converse back. Yes. I can fake excitement. Oh, you can, right. You don't have to like answer specifics about. Right. Okay. They, love, they love to tell me chapter books in the back seat. <laughs> okay. Well, no, because this is so funny because the last... Uh-huh. tip they tell you is to have active listening <laughs> and I'm telling you how I many ways I yes. don't but yeah you can't always do that right so I appreciate the I appreciate their point yes when yes. you are able if you've done all of the other tips and tricks and you're down on their level and you have patience and you're not yelling or commanding 
Now it's time to actively listen to your kids. So focus your attention and then paraphrase their thoughts or feelings back to them. What I hear you saying Mm -hmm. is this, but then allow them to correct you. They love that part. They love correcting mom and dad when you're wrong. And and now they're giggling. Yes. Because they know how how hard you're trying to communicate and listen to them. They're going to get really into this. And I think there's going to be some very sweet, special trusting or respectful moments through all of that mm-hmm. with the active listening it helps your children explore their feelings and thoughts on deeper levels and this this takes time i think it's it takes time for the speaker and receiver to mm-hmm. really get a good flow of this really deep conversing but man alive the listening is going to just explode i i think if if i can remember to do all of this because i do resort to yelling and losing my patience, and maybe I just end up doing it myself. It it was about the laundry. It takes time, but I think these are really great tools. If we can focus on one a day or one a week, it's just going to help us tenfold. What about times when you are engaged in a conversation with someone else, and it's, Mom, Mom, and you, even if, like, I'll do this. I'll say, Hey, bud, I know you're excited to tell me about that. Let me finish talking to Ms. Erin, and then we can talk about it. Okay, 90 seconds later, mom, mom. Okay, that is a great one because I can't handle the interruptions. And we try to teach them not to interrupt, right? Mm -hmm. But how long do they have to wait for an adult conversation to be over? So I learned this trick years and years and years ago. And my kids kind of fallen away from it, but they still do it occasionally. And this is going to re, I'm going to remind myself to bring this back. If I'm talking to another adult and they come up and need my attention, mm-hmm. we have a deal where they grab my wrist and hold on to it. Oh. And as soon as I feel that touch, I then, with my other hand, touch their hand to let them know that I understand they need to talk to me. And I, at that point... Either hurry up and and finish the conversation I'm having or find find a good spot to say, excuse me, I need to talk to my kids real fast. I love that because you've already, they have not interrupted you formally. You've in turn acknowledged them. Yes. And they also know what to expect from you. So they know, mom knows I'm here. She knows I want to tell her something. Let me give her some time. But I I better figure out a way to wrap it up. Or they're going... But that's better than being interrupted, I think. Yes. But now I'm responsible for stopping and giving them the attention <laughs> right. that they need. Or as you were going through the sequence of touches, I thought you'd be like, and then they smack me if I don't <laughs> listen. If I don't stop on time. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. No, that's why it's important to stop the talk. But because you've acknowledged them that they need to tell you something... I need to hurry up and get to a good stopping place with that adult. I like that. Because they have to trust that that's going to work again. Yes. Yes. That Instead is of just important. being like, hang on, hang on. Right. Got it. Oh, I love that. Very cool. So it just, it creates a sense of, of empathy. They now know that we care mm-hmm. about their words and what they are saying to us. But with that empathy... Also be careful not to let your beliefs or attitudes of what they are telling you get in the way of your listening. What do you mean? What's an example? So 
you've got a mean girl situation. Okay. And your daughter is friends but frenemies Mm -hmm. with some people that they just can't seem to get it all figured out. And you... You know this group of girls. They're very sweet individuals. They are going through a serious social experiment and trying to figure this out on the fly. And some people get their feelings hurt. Some people feel isolated. And you as the mom just want to intervene. Or just what you want to say in your mind is stop playing with them and go play with somebody else. Absolutely. And so that's my attitude in this instance with this situation. But really all my daughter wanted to come tell me was, you know, something that had happened through this and maybe they're working it out. I need to check myself and my beliefs and my attitude about what may or may not be going on out there to give her a chance to speak I need to stop that and listen. That, I think, is hugely important. I love that because if you, if they come to you with something and you just say, oh, well, don't play with them, or oh, well, so-and-so's mean, or oh, don't worry about it, you'll figure it out. I don't want you playing with them ever again. Holy cow. Absolutely. Right. So that has at least two consequences. So first is your daughter has not, A, learned how to figure it out by herself. Right. And B, she's probably then not going to come to you the next time she has a problem with a different friend because she thinks you're just going to tell her, don't play with that person too. So true. So check your attitude and beliefs at the door so you can actually hear what your child is trying to say. They may not be needing a reaction from you like we already talked about. And she might come to her own decision of, yeah, I don't really want to play with them. Right. But you're not the one putting that in their head as, oh, this is what happened. This is what you need to do. Right. And that comes with the listening portion. When you check your attitude and beliefs of the situation at the door, you actually have a moment to listen to exactly what your child needs from you. Yes. In this situation... They may be venting. They may be excited to tell you a story in a revelation that they all found out there at this moment. Or she may be just coming inside saying, I need a minute from it. I'm going to come in. Is there anything we could do together, Mom? I love that because you're then responding to your kid and their needs rather than kind of like the situation. Fixing it. Yes. Now, Listening is not fixing all the time. Now, if they come to you with a specific like thing that they need help fixing, that's different. But like you said, they might just be coming to be like, ugh. There's been some times, right. There's been some times where a child of mine would come inside very frustrated, in tears, heartbreak, and we have a deal. I am going to hear their words. I want to listen to what they have to say. And then I ask, is it time that I intervene? I love that. And most of the time it's, no, I'm just going to go do this. Or no, I think I'm going to say this to that person. I love it. Because as much as I do want to intervene and just close this case, I know how important it is for them to learn these social skills at this age and just form their own conclusions and fix their own problems. But I'm also letting them know I'm not afraid to get involved if I need to. So we, I always end it with that kind of talk. But you leave the option to them. Yes. And then with that question, I respect their wishes. And it's hard to do sometimes. But if we're truly listening, our children are going to get what they, what they need out of that conversation. 
And ultimately, the whole goal is for them to feel heard. Just listen to your kids, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Or we'll find you. Thanks for listening to Moms Unschooled. Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, or email us at momsunschooled at gmail.com. Juicy!